Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Once again, I am your host, Gino Camilleri, joining you for this second episode of the week, second of five here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, which I hope you are making your first listen each and every day. Make sure you stay on the Lockdown Podcast airways each and every day following the Philadelphia Eagles journey into the playoffs and here through Dallas week. And as always, our second show of the week is always stock up, stock down. And right before we get into a Dallas game where it looks like the starters will be held out and there is a large amount of individuals on the COVID list, I wanted to take a look at what we could look forward to in a couple of weeks. What were the high points of this Washington game? Who really showed out in the final game when it mattered? Because ultimately, they could sit their starters in week 18 and everything else is out of their hands. It all comes down to what the Eagles did in week 17. And that's where I'm going to start. Stock up playoff football. Four out of the last five seasons, the Philadelphia Eagles have had a chance to get into the playoffs. And they have. In four out of the last five seasons, that's 80% of the last five seasons, since they moved on since Sam Bradford, since they got him, old Sammy Sleeves out the building, they have made the playoffs four times under two different head coaches, under multiple different coordinators, under multiple different quarterbacks, under multiple different offensive lines, under multiple different secondaries and defensive lines. They're not like the Patriots of a couple years ago where they had the same roster in the early 2000s. I mean, you could go back to the days of Teddy Bruschi and all of the same guys, Mike Vrabel, were in that team. This Eagles team, outside of a few guys like Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, for the most part has evolved even since the end of 2020. But since the end of 2019 and 2018 and so much farther removed from almost five years since the Eagles have won a Super Bowl, this Eagles team has overcome adversity time and time again. And what was the end result? They got to the playoffs. And I don't look at this as one of those things that, hey, it's a meaningless playoff bid like 2019, right? Where Carson Wentz would end up getting hurt in that Seattle game. Was it meaningless? No, I don't believe so. I believe that even when you make the playoffs, and now with this seventh game, They're just taking advantage of their opportunities and to see how far they came from that two and five record to be where they are today. Hats off to them. Hats off to the coaching staff. Hats off to Jalen Hurts. Hats off to all the players on the field that in this quote unquote rebuilding year, they were able to make magic happen. And I say magic because I mean, usually Vegas is pretty right and you got to be, you got to be in your game to upset Vegas and Vegas had them at six and a half games. And I will continue to point to that because they're usually pretty spot on. And here they are with nine wins, a chance to win 10, maybe even a chance to win 11. They could go on the road, win a playoff game. Who knows where this team can go, but now we know that playoff football is the new norm. When Doug Peterson said that after the Super Bowl, I think in that building and what happened afterwards, kind of went awry of what we thought the new norm would be, but inevitably it comes down to the Eagles playing important games in December, going on a big run when it matters and playing in January. And if that's the result, 
of an Eagles team with different cast members, different quarterbacks, different coaches, if that's the expectation, that's how you want to build an organization through and through. And I thought how the early 2000s was running is exactly kind of how this late 2000s period is running. This late 2020s, the early 2020s rather, in the late 2010s, you have to get to the playoffs. And if you don't, you saw what happened to Coach Peterson last year. He's on his way out the door, which brings in a guy like Nick Sirianni, who is our next stock up. Coach Sirianni, in his first year, brings this team to the playoffs. He's the first coach since Chip Kelly in his first year to bring a Philadelphia Eagles team to the playoffs. They're on a streak of coaches now that have brought a team to the playoffs in their first two seasons. Nick Sariani did it in his first season. But I want to go back to January because I'm getting ready to go back down to Dallas. I'm going to be there for the Eagles and Dallas game, not in Philadelphia, but in Dallas for CGS. I'm part of the scouting staff there. So I'll be in Fort Worth. I'll be in enemy territory. And when they signed Coach Sariani, I was down there. And the reception I got from people, it was wishy-washy. And then we saw his press conference, right? People hated him, talking with his hands. As an Italian, I understand that. Italian-American, we do that all the time. He's really nervous. You can feel the anxiety. Somebody with anxiety, I understand that. But it doesn't matter what they say in press conferences. As long as he is on the straight and narrow, as long as he's saying what his mission is, which he did, said he's going to come in and put his team in a position, put these players in the best position to succeed week in and week out. He didn't have, quote-unquote, his guys. He was able to adapt. He was able to bring a quarterback that was drafted last year outside of his regime and make an offense that was suitable that in the first seven games got them two wins, but in the last nine got them seven wins. And the idea of adversity through this Eagles organization has faced everybody. Jason Kelsey's faced it. Lane Johnson's faced it. Jalen Hurts has faced it in his college days. Nick Sirianni, he might have been the one coach that people looked at this year. And even with the Urban Meyer situation, people laughed at this guy openly, said, what are they doing hiring Nick Sirianni? First time head coach. He just happened to be down in Florida when they were doing the whole interview process. He didn't even have a suit because he was on vacation. Well, that doesn't matter. Because when Jeffrey Lurie, who I believe is one of the best owners in football, when he gets that intuition, and who to hire a coach, he's usually pretty spot on. And after Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly was the only one that really was down to the general manager, really down to Howie Roseman to kind of bring him in. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, now Nick Sirianni. Jeffrey Lurie kind of seems to get it. He kind of seems to know what a head coach should be. They should be a player person. They should be somebody who understands people. They should be somebody who understands X's and O's. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who your dad was. It doesn't matter if you were related to somebody. It doesn't matter if you won a national championship in college. It doesn't matter. If you're a good NFL head coach, Jeffrey Lurie more than likely is going to find you. And Nick Sirianni, being at the age he is, has a very bright future ahead of him. And just being a Western New York guy, I'm very proud to say that this guy was born less than two hours away from where I was. And that somebody from our region 
is able to have an effect on the football team that I've grown to love over these years. And now people are finally realizing what he can do and all the silly things he says. I mean, you've listened to almost 800 episodes of me. I say some pretty nonsensical things, but still you come back week after week, show after show. But Nick Sariani, he's got to keep his guys invested week after week, day after day, round after round, he would say. And he has been able to do it. And I'm very, very happy in the state of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it comes from that guy in charge, Nick Sariani, stock up. As always, when we get back to segment two, we'll talk some stock down, but we're going to end the show on stock up because I thought this Washington game was one game that you really can step back from. And outside of that first quarter can say that they did a lot of things well as a team, offense, defense, even special teams did okay in this game. And we're going to continue to talk about this here on this second episode of the week here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast and all my fans here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast. This is Gino Camilleri, and I have a great app for you. It's called Get Upside. And anybody who drives, I'm sure if you have a car, mom's car, dad's car, friend's car, just make sure you download this little Get Upside app because you get 25 cents for every gallon of gas that you put into your car. And we know with inflation that the price of gas is going up quite a bit. So use Get Upside, type in the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get 50%, 50 cents, not 50%, 50 cents per gallon back into your account on the first fill-up. And then 25 cents moving forward from then on using that promo code TOUCHDOWN. And my fiance, she drives almost an hour per way back and forth to work here in the Denver traffic. She's racking up the money with Get Upside. And it's just something we use. We put it away for our honeymoon. You could get an Amazon gift card. You could get PayPal. You could get an e-gift card to any other brand that you desire. Just use GetUpside. Get 50 cents back on your first fill-up by using Touchdown as the promo code. And then on, you'll get 25 cents back. GetUpside, as an Eagles fan, every day is an upside. So make sure you go to GetUpside and download their app. Use that promo code Touchdown. All right, everybody. Welcome on back to this episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I'm Gino Camilleri joining you as always, your host here on the second of five episodes of the week. And thank you for making the Lockdown Eagles podcast your first listen of each and every day. And we thank you for tuning in all throughout the bad year that was in 2020, moving into 2021, where we once again are in the playoffs here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Three out of four seasons, Lou and I have been together. They've been in the playoffs, so I continue, hope that we continue down this road because it's much more fun, much more nerve-wracking. You get much more invested when they're at this point into the season where they have a chance to go into the playoffs and create some chaos. But there are some negatives. There aren't all great things that came out of this Washington game. And one of the things that it's stocked through, I would say, the, the center of the earth, stocked down, is these slow starts. They haven't scored a first quarter point with Jalen Hurts at quarterback since New Orleans. That's going on over a month and a half now. The last time they scored a point in the first quarter since then was under Gardner Minshew. I know that they had this ability, this keen ability to come back in the second half and start hot coming out of halftime and make all the right adjustments. But when you have multiple days And for this playoff game, you should have almost two weeks because you're really game planning for your starters who are going to be out there over your reserves, which will probably be in the Dallas game. But when you have time to plan for a team 
and come out slow still. Just very disheartening. And it also really puts you behind the eight ball because when you play an Arizona Cardinals team, which can score an obscene amount of points, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay, if you don't score points after they get out to a 7-0 or a 10-0 lead, it's going to be much more difficult to come back and hang 20-plus points and a half on them. You're going to have to do that throughout the course of a game. And I think this really stems from a multitude of different areas. It stems from the game plan, from your head coach, from your defensive coordinator on defense still. They, are, they aren't starting too hot either on that side of the ball. It comes from the overall execution, the guys just going out there and being able to do their job. And I just think it comes down to them overthinking sometimes. Because when they play simple football and they, they get creative, but yet it's very simple. Like you saw Jalen Hurts, like he's able to get these balls out in these rhythm style throws. The defense is able to hit home and these man principles and they allow the defensive front to get after the quarterback. But when they play zone and when they try to do these passing intricacies on the offensive side of the ball, which take a long time to develop, it seems that things just don't go their way. And especially early on, later in games, it seems to settle in, but early on, they really get off to a very slow start. And if they do that in the playoffs, it might be a one-and-done case. And yes, there were a lot of good things to take away from this Washington game, but over the last two months, one thing you can continually point to is these slow starts being a big reason as to why they fall behind in games and are losing games to teams like the Giants, to the Washington football team, for example. And even the Jets were hanging in the game with them when they played them a couple weeks ago. So going into the playoffs... I think your biggest overhaul has to be these quick starts because if you can get out to this 10-0 buffer, let's say, and score on your first two out of three drives, that puts you in a position where you could play into the hand of your strength by running the football, churn down the clock, not get in these situations where in the last game against Washington, Jalen Hurts was forced to pass, which we didn't really know could he do that until this Washington game. So these slow starts really will allow you to play to your strengths. And I want to move off of that because I finished talking about how Jalen Hurts' strength doesn't come in the pass game when he is forced to continue to throw. But boy, oh boy, did he prove a lot of people wrong in the air in this Washington football team game the other day. I think this was his best passing performance, especially in the first half. I know they came out slow when it came to capitalizing in the red zone, when it came to scoring points, but one guy that came out of the gates hot, came out like a speeding bullet, was Jalen Hurts. He had one of his best passing performances in that first half. In the second half, he kind of dropped down a little bit due to some good plays by Washington. I thought Washington was really on their game in the second half when it came to pass breakups, when it came to being around the football. But in the first half, Jalen Hurts really made magic happen. And the biggest development, I would say, is the scramble drill, which seems to be a huge part of their offense now. The most important play of the game, and this happened all game. They were in third and precarious positions, third and long positions all day long, where Jalen Hurts was forced to go out there and make a good decision with the football in the passing game, and he did. Dallas Goddard had a nice first down pickup. Devontae Smith had a couple of those. But the biggest one was that Greg Ward third and 14 opportunity where Jalen Hurts, he could have taken off, 
but instead he kept his eyes downfield, let the scramble drill develop, and made one of the best throws I have seen from Jalen Hurts. And I tweeted out the other day, the next-gen stats, they put out all these plays in dot form where you could see the aerial view, almost like you're a bird of what is happening. And to see the five guys surrounding Greg Ward and how close they were to being able to make a play on that ball and seeing Jalen Hurts fit that in there with the timing, spot on. And Jalen Hurts really proved to me and almost proved to a lot of people that thought he couldn't that there are parts to his game that he can develop. He can get better as a passer. He can get better as a decision maker. His timing can get better. His accuracy can get better. Just look at his numbers. Look at his passing numbers the, the past couple of weeks. His accuracy percentage is much higher than it was in the middle of the year, much higher than it was in the beginning of the year, which was arguably his worst part of the season when it came to passing. But here they are now coming off of a performance with your QB1 who really has found that balance with his legs and with his arms. And I'm excited to see where he can go, especially into the playoffs where you're going to play a Matt Stafford. You're going to play a Tom Brady. These guys who are going to have their offensive coordinators call 35 plus pass plays a game. So if you get down again, it's going to come on the arms of Jalen Hurts. And I'm looking forward to it because what Jalen has done and his growth and his ability to mature as a passer since the days of Alabama, I think are great. And I go back to his first year at Alabama, and I watched him all through his career. I think a lot of us have. Uh, Alabama's their 3.30 Saturday games. It's an easy time to catch. If you look at what Jalen Hurts was coming out of high school, he was just an athlete. He was a guy who played quarterback but was more an athlete than anything. And then he started to evolve. Then he got to Oklahoma, and he really evolved. And then we said, can he pick up off of that? And in the first five games last year, we said we didn't know. First five games this year, we said we didn't know. Then he started to develop and improve the accuracy, improve the completion percentage, and settle in as a quarterback that I could see being the guy moving forward. Still a lot to prove. I think he'll get 2022 to be able to do that, especially leading his team to the playoffs. Any quarterback, minus maybe Tim Tebow, that led their team to the playoffs, should get that second chance going into the next year. And the way Jalen Hurts has done it, with everybody being a naysayer, much like Coach Sirianni, and not eating the rat poison when things got too high, when things got too low, and just staying even keeled is exactly what you want out of your quarterback. And above nothing else, if he continues to be a smart player, he can be a winner in the National Football League. And does he want a playoff game? We'll find out in a couple weeks, and I would like to see him be able to do that. And we will finish up this show, segment three, with some more stock up on this second episode of the week here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, where we will continue to talk about where they got to go, who got better in that Washington game, and can they make an upset in the playoffs, which I would like to believe that they can. And if you want to bet, on that upset, make sure you go to Bet Online. They have you covered all throughout bowl season, which just is going to finish up this weekend. You can bet on football, NHL, boxing, literally any sport you want. Create unbelievable player props. And I'm saying you won't believe what you'll be able to create. You can whatever bet you want simply by going to their mobile device, going to their website, betonline.ag, putting in the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus, and you could take that money 
make the player props, enjoy the football game, and be able to follow it along. And their new interface, it's fast. It's very, very fast. Let me tell you, it is up to the date like that. You can bet in the blink of an eye. You can bet live. You can bet props. You can bet futures. Whatever you want, go to betonline.ag where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment three here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri joining you, as always, on our second show of the week here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, your first listen of each and every day. We are finishing up our stock up, stock down edition of the show, but we're going to keep it positive here because coming off of that performance, I didn't think there were too many negatives. I really point to those slow starts being a whole team effort over just one player performing bad, two players performing bad. It really goes down to the core of this team. But we got to talk about this defense real quick. And and I want to finish the show with one guy in particular who coming out of college had questions in a draft where it wasn't a great edge rusher draft, where maybe Bradley Chubb was the, the best and only guy outside of a developmental Marcus Davenport to be a solid edge rusher in this class. Josh Sweat has been above and beyond what I thought he could be coming out of Florida State. And I remember watching that ESPN broadcast when he was drafted and Todd McShay said he could be the steal of the 2018 draft. And if you look at it right now, it's going to be hard to tell me otherwise, especially at the defensive end position. If you put a blank resume of Marcus Davenport, who was the second defensive end taken in this class, which New Orleans also had to use a first-round pick to trade up to get him, the Eagles were able to take Josh Sweat. And when you combine their numbers side-by-side, a two-first-round pick player versus a fourth-round pick, they are right on par. And Josh Sweat is a player that you look at and you say, that is a defensive end. You know when they say to quarterbacks, he looks the part? Josh Sweat looks the part of a defensive end. He's lengthy. He's got freakish athleticism. He's got freakish power. He's got freakish speed off of the line. A guy that you bet on because of his traits. And you look at the other side of the ball, right, in Derek Barnett, and you look at a player who's more that mold of wins with his motor, it's more stiff player, doesn't really have too much bend to his game. I look at Josh Sweat and say, that's the guy I want moving forward. That's the type of player I want moving forward in my system to be paired with another edge rusher of that sorts. And I know Brandon Graham has been out this year and he is an unbelievable player, but they're going to have to move on. They're going to have to look elsewhere. And knowing that you have your defensive end number one of the future on a bargain contract, by the way, right before uh, another Bose is going to get his deal and this class, he signed before TJ Watt got his deal, before this next class continues to get money, you sign Josh Sweat, locked him up, as well as the rest of that 2018 class, which is phenomenal, by the way. But I believe fully what Todd McShay said. Josh Sweat was the steal of the 2018 draft, and he is going to be a player who plays in Philadelphia as long as that knee holds up healthy, as long as he continues to develop, because right now he's around seven and a half, eight sacks. I think that double-digit sack season is coming next year. I really do believe it. And he could finish it this year. He could get two in the playoffs in big-time moments, which he continues to do. 
When he steps up, it's in big time moments. And I wanted to end the show on Josh Sweat and give him this entire segment because he is what you look at in scouting and say, bet on traits, allow a player to develop, and don't worry about where that player played in college because when he gets to the NFL, he's going to have to adapt. The player who played in a 3-4, who played out of position, when they put him in a 4-3, put him on the edge, put him outside, he's been able to crush things, been able to wreak havoc. He makes a left tackle or a right tackle's day absolute hell, and I for sure wouldn't want to have to play that guy if I was one of those bookends on the offensive line. But that'll do it here for the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your first listen of each and every day. And that'll do it for us here. But if you want to continue on listening to the Lockdown Eagles podcast, make sure you listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q. He's been on a roll. Lee Sterling is there. He'll give you some updates when it comes to betting. And make sure you listen to that show for your second listen of each and every day. But that'll do it here for us on the Locked On Eagles podcast. I'm Gino Camilleri. As always, make sure you subscribe, like, review on anywhere where you can get your podcast: Spotify, Odyssey, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen. If you want to watch us, you could go on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there as well. It helps spread the word of our show. And we thank you each and every day for joining us here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. It is Dallas week. We got a lot more to talk about coming up here in the next couple days before we get into that game and then we'll be right into playoff mode after that Sunday matchup so thank you for joining us here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast signing off as always I am Gino Camilleri thank you for downloading thank you for listening and fly Eagles fly